Happy New Year, Real Lifers. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We've got a very special guest today. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. We're praying for you. We'll see you soon. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Grant Lauda, Clam Chowda. Ready T. Hey, man. It's good to be back. I feel like it's been... Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. We haven't recorded a podcast together since last year. Since last year, yeah. Haven't yep. seen you since last year? Yeah, huh. those jokes. I think Clay and I were talking about that. Those, I haven't seen you since last year. Um, um, Same with you see someone on December 31st. You're like, I'll see you next year. Ha, um, ha, ha, ha. I, I love those cheesy dad jokes. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't surprise me. So. Yeah. <laughs> how, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, good. Yeah. How's family? Family's good. I think all of the winter sickness, we've, we're on the other side of that, Lord willing. So I think we're all good. You think we're going to get this snow they're calling for? I don't know. I was looking like the snow is supposed to come Monday and Something then like that, next yeah. weekend it's like supposed to get down to like negative one. I think that's wow. with no snow. I'm more worried about that with like pipes freezing well, and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. If it do you, does, do it'll you like the snow? I I love the snow. It is my favorite like time of year. Really? Now, winter? Well, like if there's a snow. Yeah. There's just like I think we've talked about that maybe in a past podcast, like okay. the yeah. somber yes, silence. We have. I do I remember this. Like now. you can hear snow falling mm-hmm. on the it's like I just heard a rooster yell. Yeah. You you don't <laughs> podcast listeners, did you hear the rooster? Um so there's that. But I have Rebecca is in childcare. We'll begin hopefully going to like preschool and stuff soon. So now that means kids are home all day if they have snow days. So it's kind of, it's like summer used to be the best time of year because you're in school and you get out of school. But now your kids are out of school and you're working and it's like, okay. Susan was reading something the other night about like somebody, and I think it was on Facebook, but it was like something like the the, the snow of 1978. And all Mm. these people were posting how many days of school they missed. And, it was like a lot, and yeah. they went to school on Saturdays through the month of June. That's crazy. That's terrible. Yeah, the seventies, and they call it like the ice age, like a, I, something like yeah. that. That's insane. Yeah. And here, if it dusts, I don't know if Clarksville is as insane as Franklin, Tennessee, but yeah, if it dusts, it schools are shut down. Oh yeah. Or even the warning of snow, it's like we'll do two hour delay, and then we'll go from there. So it's yeah. kind of fun. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's great to be back on the podcast. It is good, good to be back. I um. Uh, I sadly think I re-injured my hernia Sunday. Was there like an isolated incident? Like you just Mm -hmm. lift, like you did a kettlebell swing and no, no, no. I think like preaching, Mm. like I did, I was five and a half weeks out. They say no straining for six weeks. Mm. And I don't know if I like strained in my preaching, but after the service it was throbbing and it's definitely, there's definitely something wrong. And I'm going to the doctor next Friday. So it was post service. It wasn't like you just yeah, got really no, it was after felt it on service, stage. and I was like, oh, right. I did not know it in the moment. I noticed it after the service. I, I I'm I'm genuinely offer your body as a living sacrifice. Oh, I do want you to know that that sermon was awesome, which we'll talk about later. I'm but, so you discouraged. Got, I, I'm I know. I'm so discouraged. Yeah. I the I I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but the 
the, the recovery of the first surgery. Mm-hmm. I was not prepared for the pain. The pain was so great. I thought they botched the surgery mm. and evidently the doctor's phone shut down the second day after my surgery. So it's like five days before I could talk to the surgeon's <laughs> office. Anyways, I'm, I'm just so discouraged. I like I, so I submit to the mm. sovereign hand of God and understand he may want me to like rest and chill and see him do his thing. And that's great. But like, I, I, I hate like my kids perceiving me to be lazy mm. or, or helpless, or I don't like the church, like having that perspective of me. And there's probably some issues I need to like dig up there, you know, but I just don't, Oh, I just don't like it. And so, I, Lord, I'm listening. I am mm. listening. And Okay, enough about that. But that's Well, we'll be praying for you. Church, you. pray for yeah. Freddie T. No, seriously. seriously. seriously yeah. it's, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. It's because it's in a sensitive area. It's, okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, today, I'm so fired up. The sun is shining, Amen. and we have a great guest on the podcast. Yes. The one, the only, the woman, the myth, the legend... Emma Binkley. What's up? Hey, girl. Hey. Emma. <laughs> what took us so long getting you on the podcast? I don't know, yeah. but I'm excited to be here. I know that. First it, ever podcast. First time. Yeah. 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 Wow. Tell us your full name, where you were born, and who makes up your immediate family. Okay. My name is Emma Catherine Binkley. Um, Emma, Emma Catherine. Emma Catherine. With a, with a C or with a K? With a K. All right. With a K. Mm. Um, I'm from Clarksville, Tennessee, born and raised um, my immediate family, um, my mom is Liam Binkley, dad, Chris Binkley, stepmom, Laura Binkley, um, and then I've got a lot of cousins. <laughs> They're all here. Yeah, all my family's here, so you probably know one of them. <laughs> Binkleys are everywhere, so. Tell us a little bit about uh, how old are you? Where'd you go to high school? Are you working? Are you in school now? Yeah, um, I'm 19 years old, soon to be 20. When? Um, March 13th. All right. So oh. it's coming. March it's 13th. Coming. Mark your calendar. <laughs> 20s. 20s is a big year. Oh, yeah. Emma will take cash. <laughs> I will. My Venmo is. <laughs> Link it in the show notes. <laughs> well Venmo. played. Well played. Yeah. So I'm 19. Um, I go to Austin P. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I started off at Lipscomb, transferred um, last semester. So uh, yeah, Austin P now. Um, I babysit primarily. Babysit is my big, big gig. Um, but. I think I'll I'll be starting like a part time or hopefully start like a part time this coming up semester. Okay. So yeah. All right. Do you like babysitting? I do. Or is it just like the easy thing to no, do? No, I do. I, it is nice because it's like worked around my own schedule, yes. which I love. I yeah, I love that part of it, and I, I do love kids, but also kids are a lot sometimes too. Um, only but, sometimes. Yeah, only only sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so Emma, I feel like I know you pretty well, but I have so many questions. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Open so I like I want to know how did you first get connected at real life? Yeah. Um. So I originally was going to Grace Grace Community Church. Great church. Yep. Great church. Um. And then my best friend Courtney, um, Courtney Jankowski, and her family, Glenn Fox, Jen Fox, um, they started going to real life a while ago. Um. And I went with them a couple times in 2020, um, right before everything shut down and everything. Um, and then I kind of wasn't going anymore. I would just kind of pop in with them. But it wasn't until 2021 where I decided to just go by myself and try it out. And then I was in love with it ever since. Mm. So, yeah, I went and never stopped. Your friend, 
Courtney Jankowski. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I'm a little jealous of that last name. Jankowski. <laughs> it's fine. It's pretty great. It's isn't a fun it? last name. Yeah. Don't you think it's great? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what it, where it originates. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've had that conversation before. Actually, I like referring to her. Like Eastern European, like Jankowski. Courtney, yeah. we, you got to yeah. let us know where, where is your last name <laughs> yeah. from? She's, she's probably like, I don't even know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> probably. probably. Um, okay. So go ahead. No, I was going to say, Emma, I've heard, mm-hmm. I think I've heard from like maybe is Megan Ochoa and some of the mm-hmm. Ochoas of what was the process of you went to Lipscomb mm-hmm. and now you transferred to mm-hmm. Austin P. Be yeah. interested to hear a little more about that. Yeah, I um, started out at Lipscomb. It's a great school. Um, it's in Nashville. I wasn't living on campus, though, so, because mm-hmm. um, my dad lives in Nashville. But I kind of always found myself, I was like, I want to be in Clarksville. <laughs> like, I just had everything in Clarksville. Um, and I had the major of family science at that point, um, which was great. But I also wasn't, like, passionate about it like I thought I would be. Family science, like 10 seconds. I don't even know what that is. What yeah, would that be? I still don't really know okay. either. It's like it, you, you can take it in so many different directions. Like family counseling? You can do okay, that. Okay, you okay, could okay. Do like, That's what I was thinking. You could be a marriage and family therapist. Okay. Social work? Yeah, yeah. social work. Got you got can it. do like like youth ministry. You can just do yeah. so many things with it. Um, and I think that's also what was overwhelming. Um, but one day I just found myself, I was like, let me browse through Austin P. And I knew that I... I've always wanted to help people. I knew that. Um, and I knew that I love kids, too. So I was looking, and I was like, oh, speech pathology. I know a couple of speech pathologists. I know my friend who was going to Austin P for that. And I was like, let's just go for it. And I, I mean, I told, I remember telling Freddie T, like, when I first decided that I'm normally, like, a person with big decisions. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, what if I make the wrong decision? Yeah. But for some reason, this was one where I was like, for some reason, I just feel right with it. And I, like... I, I don't know. I just had this like weird sense of peace with it, and it was like the fastest decision ever. Mm. Um, but I just went for it, and I, I mean, I've like haven't wanted to turn back since. So, I think it was a really good decision. So, nice. so that's what you're doing at Austin P. Speech yes. path- pathologist. Yeah. Say mm-hmm. that ten times fast. Yeah. Grant, yeah. Grant needs you to help him a little. <laughs> yeah, bit. right. I know. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. um, a great. I love that mm. you just went for it. Yeah. yeah. Like we need a lot more of that. Yeah in the lives of Christians. Like right. we just go for it. Right. right? You know, yeah. it's like analysis paralysis, I think mm-hmm. haunts Christians a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we obsess over wanting to do God's will and we just can't fathom that he's a good father. And he's like, what do you want to do? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. we want uh, that fuzzy feeling, the, yeah. dr- yeah. the dream, right. the fuzzy feeling. We the, like want him to stamp the vision everything we do. Yeah. With his divine, like, this is my perfect will, yeah. you know, right. and it's like, well, just, you know, ask yeah. God for wisdom. He promises mm-hmm. to give it, mm-hmm. you know, live in the free. So how's Austin be going? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving being close to home. Do you and... live with your mom? Yeah. Here? Yep. Yeah. I still go back and forth, but yeah, I'm not on campus or anything. Now mm-hmm. your sister, you guys are twins. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Who's older? She is. 12 minutes. 12 minutes. My mm-hmm. poor mom. <laughs> <laughs> Dear, I, was, yeah. I was a stubborn one. <laughs> I'm like, now that I've been, I mean, obviously in the birth room mm-hmm. with my wife doing all of she was doing all of the work i hear those like when i hear twins i'm like 12 minutes i'm like what oh, was yeah. happening during those 12 minutes yeah. like rest yeah or is it just no yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm just or you still i mean I'm, uh, yeah but i'm just like man 12 well you, minutes so, you back know to so yeah. elliot elliot's nine minutes older than lily yeah oh, okay but when so that's he pretty far too. yeah but when he came out lily flipped um. so she was like breach and we had already decided we weren't going to let her be delivered breach. And 
Mount Sinai, where they were born, was the only, like one of the only hospitals in the nation. I think maybe New York City was, but Mount Sinai was one of the only hospitals in the nation that would deliver a baby breech as opposed to like C-section. And, but we had already decided we didn't want to do that because of the risks. And so they're like about to deliver Lily breach. And we're like, no, 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 no. We've already, you know, like we're having to tell this whole room of all these people. Hmm. And um, they're like, well, is Dr. So-and-so on the floor? I'm like, yeah. They're like, call him. So like a few minutes later, in comes the room. And he, he like steps right into his gown. And this, this doctor gets his forearm up on Susan's belly and flips Lily. Oh. It was unreal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Just fainted. That's yeah. Crazy. So, Grant, it's your fault. You just talked about the birth room. So, <laughs> it's like go. you can't mention birth room in a conversation <laughs> with me without me telling that, that story. That I know. It's good. That's All right. Well, how do you like being a twin? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, I've grown up never being alone, which yeah. is fun. I mean, we, we can be different in every way, but in, in the same way, I think that's what like makes us so close. But where does your sister live now? Boston. So you guys are mm. very far away mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that, how's that been? In the beginning, it was a lot harder. Yeah. Um, just cause like I said, I mean, I've never grown up alone. So like school, everything, we've just always been together. Um, she's always been my person that I hang out with and everything. Um, but uh, once she left, like I said, it was hard at first, but as we've like kind of grown into our own people almost, it's like fun to like watch each other and celebrate each other from afar almost. Yeah. Um. So in, in a way, I think that's brought us closer. Too, yeah. So. Yeah. You appreciate each other in your individuality yeah. a little more. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you mm-hmm. describe that. Mm-hmm. Um. You guys FaceTime and stuff? Yeah. 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 Almost, almost every day. That's wild. Yeah. And she's usually the one FaceTime me first, which isn't like typical because i'm like the like i'll tell her i love her to death but she'll never say that to my face or anything <laughs> are you serious yeah. she's just not she didn't yeah. give it up she didn't give it up easily no not easily mm-hmm. um but yeah <laughs> okay that's great okay i have other questions okay mm-hmm. how long after attending real life did it take before we asked you to be an intern oh gosh it was not long at all yeah yeah it was it was actually kind of crazy because i don't know i think maybe i started going to real life in the spring of 2021. Okay. Um, and then it was that summer when I think I'd reached out. I, I, I was, remember. Was I in the hospital? Is that when, was that I think yeah, yeah, I think you were. Because I think Olivia and Jeff were still, like, giving updates <laughs> and everything, which mm. is crazy. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I think I had, I had baptized my cousin Ella and yeah. then my friend Bailey. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I was even, like, I, maybe I was going to real life full time at that point. But. Wasn't an intern yet. Um, and then I think I reached out to Olivia one day, like, saying, like, if y'all need any, like, help in this, like, just, like, a long shot. And then she told me that, like, there was actually, like, an opportunity to be an mm-hmm. intern. And I remember, like, to me, that was, like, the coolest thing in the world. Like, I remember that day that I got the text from Olivia. I specifically, like, remember driving up on the land to, like, where the crosses were. And then just, like, thanking God there. Because mm. I was like, this is, like, the start of something I'm really excited yes. about. I've never had that kind of opportunity before. Um, so I was just, like, ecstatic to do it. You have a real passion for ministry. Yeah. Do you, would would you say you have a calling for ministry? Do you articulate it that way? Yeah, I, w- I mean, I would say I never want ministry to, like, stop being a part of my life. Yeah. Like, whether it's, like, help, like, whether I'm interning or not, like, at the church, I always want to be, like, someone behind the scenes, or so, not, not that, like, I couldn't just go, like, to church, not that I can't just do that, Mm -hmm. but I just want, 
I I think I always want that to be a part of my life. It comes so natural. Mm. Yeah. So the internship was, you know, it's interesting because you're so relational. Mm. And the internship was like nuts and bolts, run a hundred errands and, you know. Yeah. Um, I, how was your experience yeah, serving it, at Real Life? It, well, it was, I mean, it was great. I, um, it was really cool because I felt like I got to see like both ends of it because like on Sunday morning, do you, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure you see this all the time. You see like what all the hard, hard work goes into and you get to enjoy that. But then like during the week you get to do like everything that makes it like little things that makes it happen. Mm. Um, so I think it was like a humbling experience, um, it was interesting and it taught me a lot too. Just stuff I, it, and also helped me like gain appreciation for like all that the church is. Cause you go and you worship on Sundays and you enjoy your time, but it's just a lot that goes into it before. Um, so yeah, like I said, I think it just taught me a lot and everything. And it also gave me like a love for students too, I think, because I think going into the internship, I didn't imagine like becoming a small group leader too. But I also had always, like, wanted to do that, like, at my old church as well. Um, so, yeah, it just taught me new things about myself and about the church mm-hmm. and everything. So Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see the different ways God uses you in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, his hand has, for as long as I've known you, his hand's been on you in a special way. And I'm so thankful for how you've invested in the ministry here. It was a couple Sundays ago, mm-hmm. as I was pulling in, you were pulling out. And I was like, there's Emma. She's running an errand. She's not serving <laughs> as an intern. Anymore. She's just she's just living the mission. Yeah. You're just mm-hmm. going for it. So thank you for how you've of invested. Course. Yeah. Um, if you if you had to identify like what's one of your favorite, hilarious, fun, meaningful, significant moments as an intern? Oh gosh. Mm. Meaningful or fun? You or? you it's okay. it's intentionally broad. Yeah. Okay. So you get to. Oh gosh, I'm sure there's so many stories, but I guess I'll I'll go the meaningful route. I'll be wholesome for a second. Um, I think I think in general, like I just talked about, being a small group leader was probably my favorite part of interning. Um, and I think like right now as a college student, it is kind of like more difficult to have the capacity as I did like as a freshman in college and like especially in high school like whenever I started and everything um because I I mean I would absolutely love to go back to that but in my time like doing it um I just loved being with the girls that I was with like I felt I don't know every Sunday felt purposeful with those girls because I I knew to them it was probably just like another Sunday at youth group but I don't know to me I was like these girls, like, have no idea, like, how much God loves them and Mm -hmm. how much, like, God has to offer them. And I remember, like, even though I'm not that much older than Mm -hmm. them, I remember, like, being in their spots and hearing them, like, talk about boys and talk about, like, like, their teachers and stuff. And it's just, it's just really fun, like, being able to look at them and be, like, like, I know, like, what you've been through. Um, And, like, I I know what God has for you. And I just want to, like, share that with Mm -hmm. you, you know. Um, and I just love that, like, intentional time with them every Sunday. It felt really meaningful um, to be able to just meet up with them um, and to, like, check up on them and everything. So, yeah, I think that's, that's like, the most meaningful part to me. Okay, so them. you made this. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That I was, I was anticipating some <laughs> awesome <laughs> ministry, you know, description there. Um, you made this passing comment. 
uh, about going to the crosses on the land. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Grant knows this, but mm-hmm. you actually have a family connection mm-hmm. to the land that the building is being built on. Yeah. Oh, well. Would you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, well, at, at the house that's on the land, the office right now, my family actually grew up in it. Oh, I wow. think it's my grandparents' parents, if I'm correct. There's It's some sort of lineage there. But, um, yeah, and then the wood that the crosses are made out of. It's part of the, is it part of the shed that it's Yeah, it was like that barn. Of? Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that shed barn, yeah. barn shed. Yeah. yeah, so the the whole process, like, of the building and everything has just been, like, so bittersweet for my family and everything. So, yeah, I think that was also, it felt like a full circle type thing, too. So, so wow. Mr. Raymond mm-hmm. Bagwell, who's mm-hmm. now with the Lord, would, uh, would he have been, like, your great uncle? Yes. Is that? Yeah, because yeah. he's my dad. My and Sandy and uncle, Sherry yeah. would be your great aunts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So your great uncle and your great aunts mm-hmm. were the family that sold real life the land that yeah. the wow. building is being built on yeah. right now. Isn't it's that cool? Crazy. I didn't know that oh, in, really? until until after we bought the or land. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a little, you know That's a little crazy. little secret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, so uh, Grant Louder, Clam Chowder here is <laughs> is has just started working with college students yeah. in real life. Mm-hmm. And you're a college student. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about that? I think it's so exciting. I think I tell, even before we had the college ministry here, I always told people, like, I feel like it's, like, slim pickings for us, like, college students out here. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's, this is a ministry that really needs, like, attention. Um, And I know there's so many, like, youth programs around here, which is so great. But, yeah, like I said, there's not a ton for college students, so... I think it's so exciting that real life like has something to call their own now that goes yeah. towards yeah like this this age group. So have you and have you and Clam Chowder done a like a a, a brainstorm sesh yet? Not not yet not yet. Yeah. But it's in the works. Just wait, people. What it's yeah. in the works. What what what's one thing you think Grant ought to lead out in in this year mm. this calendar year for college students? Mm. I think. Uh, well, it is it is actually something that we've talked about a little bit. I think um, just the whole association with Austin P mm. is going to be something like incredible. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know if people aren't going to come to you, you go to them. You know. Yeah. Um, so I sounds think, like Jesus. Yeah. Let's go. So I think like being on campus, like right in front of people's faces, like I just think I think that'll be super super cool. Mm. Um, however that plays out. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be really neat. Yeah, I'm so fired up. Yeah. What uh what do most people get wrong about you? Mm. Good question. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's a really good question. I haven't even no ever rush. thought about that before. <laughs> no rush, no rush. Hmm. Um Okay. I think in a way, like over the years, I think I'm the same person, but I've also changed like in a million ways. I used to be, I don't know, I used to be, like, I feel like I used to be a super codependent person. Um, I don't know, I feel like I used to not really stand up for myself, kind of like a doormat. Wow. Um, And I really struggled with that. And uh, I would just, like, pity myself. I, like, I, I don't know, a couple years ago, I just struggled with all of that. I would always feel left out. But Mm. in a way, people wouldn't make me feel left out. In my head, I just made it seem like that. I don't know, I... I think I was, I it, I was just struggling, um, and I think over the years, 
I've just like I've just had a heart change and um mm. I think one thing that people don't know about me is that number one that I went through that but at the same time like the like the posture that I'm at today and my heart and everything I just feel like a whole different person I feel like people have kind of seen maybe seen the same me like from the outside over the years but from the inside, I think, like, over the years as I've gotten older, I've just, like, learned a lot more about myself and learned a lot more about my faith. Um, and with that, like, comes maturity and everything. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's one thing that people get wrong wow. about me. Yeah. I love that vulnerability mm. because I, there's podcast listeners right now that as soon as you said, uh, I, I let myself be a doormat, mm. like, their heart just started beating fast mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's their story. Yeah. And um, what would, what was it for you mm-hmm. that made that heart change? Mm-hmm. How did that, how did that come about? Mm-hmm. Was it a progression mm-hmm. where there, was it a moment mm-hmm. where there, was there a sermon you heard? Was there a book you read? Was it time with the Lord? Like, mm-hmm. how did you overcome that? I don't, I don't speak up for myself. Mm-hmm. I feel left out, even though people aren't leaving me out. How, how did you overcome that? I think the beginning of overcoming that looked like everything that I once like was like thought I knew, and everything that I like had an attachment to had literally had to be like stripped away. Ouch! Almost, yeah. Mm. Um, Say that again. Wow. Yeah, a- a- everything that I once knew, it had to be stripped away for me to like for me to heal and to go forward. Um, so yeah, I I it, I went through a time where I like just had to learn how to do life without like without like what I once knew and everything. Um and I just kind of I had to be I had to be intentional with the Lord if I was going to like see my way out of it, you mm-hmm. know. It was kind of it was some sometime in high school. I don't even remember when. Uh, now, but that's kind of when I struggled with that and had to start going to therapy and everything, which is great. Yeah. I mean, was yeah. that helpful? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was it was nice being able to talk to someone who's their their job was to listen. Yeah, I'm the type of person where I'll be like, no, like I want to listen to you, but um, yeah, it, that I think it's it was great. Um, was the codependency piece? Mm-hmm. Do you think that that was shaped in part because you were a twin? Or just more your temperament, personality, or yeah, I heart think, and stuff? I think just my personality. Yeah. Like, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I think I'm, I've always been the type of person that's like, no, like, I want to help you. Yeah. And, like, sometimes when I don't <laughs> feel like I can help, like, I feel, it made me feel, mm. like, kind of worthless, you are know? You, are you Enneagram, too? No, I was yeah. going to say, that's, that's Lauren. <laughs> She's yeah. a two on the Enneagram. Right? Yeah. Cool. Have you gotten to hang with Lauren yet? No, you I haven't. You are going to love yeah. Lauren Louder. Oh, my yeah. gosh, yeah. Lauren Louder clam chowder. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. And she's going to love you. You guys oh, need yeah. to set up a yeah. coffee yeah. hang soon. Yeah. Um, did you hear that, Lauren? There you <laughs> go. Yep. Um, okay. That's really powerful. Yeah. Like what you just said, it's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I just give God praise mm-hmm. that, you know, like when you, when life or the Lord strip all those things, all those comforts away from you. Mm-hmm. It's not automatic mm-hmm. that you turn to him and cling to him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people run from him, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm so thankful that that happened for you. Mm-hmm. When you said that, it reminded me in one of the first couple of years of the church, um, I was I was really, 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 really close to a guy. He ended up leaving the church. 
And I would have described, I shared this with Jack the other night. I would have described it at the time as the worst possible thing that could happen. Mm. Like, it, in, and, you know, and, and I told him, I was like, really, actually, if like one of you guys died, that would have been the worst possible <laughs> thing that happened. I said, but like within the realm of like other things, it was like the worst possible thing that could happen. And walking through what I perceive to be the worst possible thing mm-hmm. and then getting on the other side of it and going, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah. The church is okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 mm. Jesus, you are king. Mm-hmm. You are, you really have it in your hands. Like it was the, it, it the most painful experience mm-hmm. became the most liberating. Yeah. Because when what you fear the most actually happens mm-hmm. and then you realize it's going to be okay, mm-hmm. it it's just like it, it it's uh oh it's just a great, great strength mm-hmm. that you then you carry through life. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to what I'm hearing you say is like all these things kind of stripped away that mm-hmm. you were clinging to and out of that God birthed this mm-hmm. this confidence yeah. and this you know, sticking up for yourself and yeah, yeah. I, I that like coming out the other end that reminds me like uh, it and I th- I think it was it was probably my freshman year like when all this went down my freshman year of high school I literally have like a video in my phone of me I think my sophomore year or something and it's literally me talking to myself I'm like hmm. hey this is like like a year later after this and I say something like I don't want you to forget like where you are right now and i said something Mm -hmm. yeah i said something like like god has has never like transformed my heart in a way that i've like felt before um Mm. then like this very moment looking back on everything so it and i still watch it sometimes i'm like wow like i cannot and now like i feel like even then i had so much to learn i had so much to change about myself but it's just really cool how in that moment i was able to say like look what god did did mm. someone encourage you to do that, or did you just do it on your own? No, I was just in my car, and I think I just felt like a like an overwhelming like sense of gratitude, and for some reason that was just <laughs> my like instinct, um, just to, like make a little reminder and keep it. Mm. That's that's really cool. Yeah, that is. Really cool. Cool. I've heard of people like writing letters to them, their mm. future self, mm. you know, and like having somebody mail it to them like at a later oh, date cool. or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, but when you're saying that, it reminds me of Psalm forty two. Mm. Um, and have you ever heard the phrase preaching the gospel to yourself? Uh-oh. Have you ever heard that phrase? So. so, you know, we talk a lot about preaching the gospel to other people, mm. right? Um, but there's this, there's this practice of where you can preach the gospel to yourself. And I'm looking it up. Psalm 42. I don't know why I'm struggling to find it because mm-hmm. Psalms is the easiest yeah, book of the right. Bible. To Halfway. <laughs> You familiar with this text where I'm about to go to? I don't think so. No, not the top of my uh, head. The psalmist begins to have a conversation with himself, Mm. just like you did on your phone. Mm. Oh, that's cool. And he asks himself, why are you downcast, O my soul? Mm. Mm. And then he tells himself, put your hope in God. Let me see if that's right. I think that's right. Yeah, it's like... It's like what you see. It's like towards the end end of Joshua going into Judges, like you see this shift of the people of Israel forgot about all the works God did in their life. And then you go into judges where it's just this like wickedness and like constant judging God using judges to just like judge Israel because yes. they forgot the works of God. So it's like this yes. preaching of like, I do not want to forget yes. what God has done. That's for a really me. good example. So I didn't know if you had, I love that. Here it is. Verse 
verse 11, verse 5. He starts in verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Mm. Like having talking to himself. <laughs> and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. Mm. I mean, that's the psalmist's way of preaching the gospel to himself, right? Like, like he didn't say God is a holy, loving creator, and man is a created in the image of God, and sinful, rebellious yeah. lawbreaker, and <laughs> broke his relationship with God through his sin, and Jesus is the answer, and mm. came and died on the cross in our place and rose from the dead to give us eternal life. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty crazy. But it's like this 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 nugget. He says, For for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan. But he goes on, it's, it's interesting, like he's not done with that. He like he goes on, he's talking about like all these things that the Lord has done. Mm. But then in verse eleven, it's it's like one moment of preaching the gospel to himself wasn't enough. Mm. Right? It's like you ever feel that? You ever you, you ever get like so down and you're asking God for comfort, but it's like mm. the comfort doesn't come after one request, mm-hmm. you know? So down in verse 11, he, he says it again. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. You know, mm. he's like, he's preaching to himself. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. That's exactly what mm. you did. I love it. <laughs> That's so cool. You got to, you got to, you got to like save that video on the hard drive. I know. I know. So I'm serious. Do you yeah. have, a, is it a, on iCloud? No, it's actually, it's on my Snapchat memory. <laughs> it is. Yeah, okay. I took it nice. on there. So as long as Snapchat I, exists, yes. that video is safe. I got to save it to it. Yeah, I got to save it to my camera roll. Because I That's really good. do. I watch it every now and then. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, wow. Have you ever done anything like that, Grant? No, but that's why I want to be more consistent with prayer journaling and just journaling. Because mm-hmm. actually, Lauren was doing that very same, not videoing, but she was reading like a completed journal from probably her wouldn't say richest but it was a time she was single she was living in like this cottage and it was just in ethiopia no not in ethiopia off concord road and and brentwood and it was just this incredible season of intimacy with god and she was single and she was just like right journaling like nobody's business it's my new year thing man and yeah so she was reading she was like she was just reading all these things that god has like fulfilled with like speaking to her about family and all this stuff and it's just like so so yeah i'm always um got my prayer journal that you actually gave me for christmas so trying to just continue to fill that up so i can um and for my kids psalm 78 is like my family's like verse of the the psalmist just encouraging for the fathers to tell their children about the testimonies of God so that their children would not be stubborn and rebellious like their father's generation, yeah. which, yeah. I mean, yeah. I look at Emma, who's 19, I'm like, dear Lord, what I was doing at 19 yeah. was yeah. not anywhere right. compared to this. Yeah. I was so rebellious as a 19-year-old, so it hopes that maybe my kids could read through Dad's old prayer journal and just mm. see the testimonies of God so yeah. that they would just exceed me in every yeah. capacity. Yeah. Yeah. So Any new thing? In either one of your spiritual disciplines this year, have you, you, have you embraced it? For me, it's, it's journaling. Mine's mine's prayer. It, yeah, I wouldn't say it's new to me. Yeah. I've done it. It's old new for but, me. But yeah, old new. So I haven't done it in 15 years, yeah, sadly. I'm trying to get consistent. I was thinking about it yesterday, and I was thinking about this. I was thinking, why did I, you know, there's probably a, a number of reasons why I quit journaling. But I, but in, I was thinking about this yesterday, and I thought, well, I can pray more faster when I just talk to the Lord. Mm. But I think I can pray better mm-hmm. when I wow. journal yeah, yeah. to the mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the Lord is not looking for many words, right? Mm-hmm. He's looking for the depth of our heart. Mm-hmm. And journaling, I 
like I'm saying less to God, mm. but I'm saying it better, mm. and I'm saying what needs to be said rather than just yeah. rambling. Yeah, I did that a few nights ago. I forget. I have my prayer or my backpack, but I forget what psalm it was, but it's literally like, remember the works of God. And so I was like, okay, Lord, like I'm going to sit here and like yeah. bring to mind like yeah. a work that you've done. And it was cool. It was only like a paragraph, but it was just like this specific moment where I just sensed God's sovereignty in my life. I really wasn't walking with him, but it yeah. was just, I could see how he was just drawing me to him during yeah. this moment when I was in the Marine Corps. And I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. So all right, not all right. long, but yeah. All right. Here's a fun one. You went to cross conference. I did. Yes. And <laughs> planned the trip and promoted yeah. the trip. And Emma went to Tim, passion. And Emma Tim went to, planned yeah. the Emma trip. Emma went to passion. <laughs> yeah. Tim got the Airbnb. He oh. bought the tickets. Shout I just yeah, gave yeah. thumbs up and said, sounds great. No, what, what's the address? That's <laughs> hilarious. It's hilarious, though, because pa- passion has been around since 1997. <laughs> mm-hmm. CrossCon is, is kind of new. Like 2015. Some, okay. of, some of the speakers that spoke at CrossCon have spoken at passion before. Mm-hmm. You know, it was in Louisville. Anyways. So we chose to just check out CrossCon as a church, yes. but I, I think we had more college students. <laughs> Thank you with for, a connection yeah. to real life that went to Passion. Yeah, it, it, it's it's brand. I mean, everyone knows Passion, right? No right. one knows it has a pool. CrossCon. So it, uh, I worked for Passion back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, so I have cool. deep, deep roots and affection for Passion's ministry. Um, uh, but I was interested in us checking out CrossCon. Mm-hmm. You know, um. Uh, but I got a last minute invite from Louis, the man himself, yeah, Louis Giglio. And so yeah. uh, I shot Clay a message, and I was like, "Hey, will Millie give you permission to <laughs> to meet me in Atlanta? We can go to this dinner with Louis before Passion starts." And, so cool. uh, you guys, it was uh, it was great. It was great. Um, but I it's been a while since I've been to Passion, and it was like one of the best that I remember. At, um. What was your big takeaway from CrossCon and your big takeaway from Passion, Emma? Emma, who did you go to Passion with? Um, I went with Courtney, um, and then I went with Emily Dice and Seth Devine. Yeah. They, um, they're both just, at CrossCon. Just Point. a group of friends. Yeah. So yeah. you guys didn't go with a big a group we, or anything? We traveled with our group, yeah. and then we stayed like at the hotel with Hilldale Baptist. Got it. So. Okay, mm-hmm. so Hilldale did go. Yes, they, they took a group from Elevate. Yeah. Yeah, they had a couple vans yeah. go, okay, and we great. went separate, but yeah. All right, so big takeaways from, from Passion and CrossCon for you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, gosh, it was just so good. Um, I think probably my biggest takeaway was, or the, the biggest thing I uh, that I noticed first about Passion is how, like, I felt felt like that you could be a new believer or you mm. could be like years into it and mm. it was going to be like so life changing either way. Like I feel mm. like in every message they at the same time they like stripped it down to the basics but also like took it beyond my like comprehension at the same time which was just like crazy. Um but yeah, I think my biggest takeaway um from it all is that guys just not like asking you I, I don't know let me re- rephrase this. I think I always, like, whenever I come to God, I always set up the expectations mm. that he's looking for something, like, mm. he's looking for something greater than what I, like, have to offer, wow. you know? Yeah. Mm. So, I think after passion, I was like, God, like, you just want me. Like, mm. I, like every message, it was just like, it. in a way, it felt like it's just that simple, yeah. you know? It's just mm. that simple to get excited about the gospel, it's just that simple to be like passionate to read the word, to delight in like what he has to offer you, mm-hmm. what he has to say. 
Um, so yeah, I think in a way, I think whenever I left Passion, I was just reminded of like the magnificence, but also the simplicity of Jesus. Oh, it's so good. You know, good. in a way, like it just made me like fall head over heels, <laughs> like over him, for him again. Because I think before I went, I was just, I was struggling and I shouldn't have done this, but I was like, come on, Passion. Like, mm. like I was like, th- this is my hope right here. Going to start off the new year. And I mean, it, it was just so great, but I shouldn't have waited until that point. You yeah, know, I shouldn't have gotten to that point. Right. So, yeah, when I went, I was like, the first day I was like, God, I don't really know, like, what I have to, like, lay down for you. I'm kind of at a spot where, like, nothing nothing terrible is going on in my life. Like, I feel like I'm in Thank a pretty good Lord. spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot right now. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, the main thing, God just wanted to be like, just come to me again. You know, I think I was just struggling with that. Purely because I wasn't going through anything terrible, like, right now in my life. But I was just reminded, like, he wants me all the time, you know. And I I should want him all the time. I do want him all the Mm. time. Emma Catherine Binkley testifying. (laughs) Good word. What you got, Grant Lauda? Yeah. Probably in the similar vein. I mean, CrossCon's, like, motto is undefeated, make your life count. Mm. And it's obviously a lot of John Piper desiring God like woven through probably everyone was mentioning Psalm 16 11 in your presence there's fullness of joy by your right hand are pleasures forevermore so that is just woven all throughout and similar to how you verbalized it Emma of like there's these like deep theological teachings obviously John Piper was one of them and just like wow but then just so simple like there's just these action items that I can just take away that is so simple of like just spend time with God. And that that's what I walked away just continually being encouraged by kind of in a macro sense of like I was reading in Psalm 35 the other day and it's like God delights in the welfare of his servant. Wow. And I'm like, yes, Lord, holy cow. Like, and so coming to God and like whatever ministry, like make your life count, not like do more, like grow your ministry more and get more back. Like, like, but just like make your life count by delighting in God and just seeing whatever the heck he leads you. And so it's just, like you said, it's like so magnificent yet so simple mm-hmm. to just delight, delight in God because he delights in our welfare. Like, which like you're mentioning, like trusting in faith, like as you're like, you know, kind of re-injuring your, the, like, but he, like the truth is like God delights in the welfare yes. of Freddie T. God delights in the welfare of Emma and yes. Clay and like, yes. It's just insane, and so it's cool to just be re-encouraged by that. Um, and then specifically, I was like, I think I was wrecked by some of the marriage talks because awesome. um, hearing John Piper say, he was like, I'd get so bent out of shape by what my wife would say. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> like, little comment, I'll just, like, yeah. let it just sink in. And so hearing some of that and um, one, of the con- one of the speakers was just talking about outdoing your spouse in love, oh, like outdoing each yes, other in love. I'm just yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Here yes. I just hold this little comment that yeah. Lauren should have phrased better. Like you yeah. should have phrased it a little yeah. better, honey. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. But it's like, come on, Grant. Like, you're is, wor- is words of affirmation one of your love languages? Um, I think so. I'm more of like, I like maybe to a fault. I, I try to like perfect and like improve how I communicate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so if join the club, yeah, join the club. So if Lauren like says something <laughs> like 
just administratively about our household. I'm like, honey, you should have should have should have said that led with that, and then talked about groceries, and then, you know. Like, it's just, it's so knit. Like, I get so bent out of shape. It's not even like, honey, you're not saying nice things to me. It's just like, yeah, you should have. Yeah. So I'm just like, gosh, All right, Grant, that's going to be the topic player. for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. another you should bring day. Lauren on. We, we, she would yes, be, we should. Lauren Louder. <laughs> we got to get, we got Emma for child Louder. Care. <laughs> Your seat at the um, podcast table is now available. Lauren Louder. Funny. So I was, I was just like wrecked by that and it's it's been it's been great so trying yeah. to improve in that to just offer grace and love to my wife and not get bent out of shape good good <laughs> good good well i'm so thankful that we're all a work in progress yep. and the lord really is fulfilling his purpose and plan in our life and mm-hmm. oftentimes we would like to see you know the end or the middle you know but he says no my, my mercies are new every morning Amen. jesus said take up your cross daily, you know, and, and so why does he do that? It's, it's because he longs for this relationship, you know, mm-hmm. with us. Uh, he, he wants us to be dependent upon him daily. And as we depend on him, man, we discover how to delight in him, right? How delightful mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. This is great. We got a couple of things coming up at real life before we talk about the sermon. We're going to take a break in just a second. Uh, but a couple of things coming up. Disciple Now is coming up in February. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. February? Yep. Um, so uh, get your students signed up for D Now. Uh, if you want to help out with transportation or food or prayer or anything, reach out to Clay. Bobby. <laughs> uh, Clay at reallifesingo.com. He will hook you up. Um, it's going to be awesome. Start praying right now mm-hmm. that God will work powerfully in the students' lives. Um, there is a war going on for the hearts and minds and souls of our students. Mm. And we have to contend for the hearts and minds and souls of our students. So I'm fired up for Disciple Now. Mm. You guys, I went to Disciple Now every year, Mm. my sixth grade year through my 12th grade year in high school. And when I got into college, I could tell you every single name of my Disciple Now leader. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Mm -hmm. Like those weekends were so power packed for me spiritually. Um, I mean, I felt like I was on the Mount of Transfiguration Mm -hmm. in Disciple Now. Like God showed up, spoke to me. I I remember this, sixth grade, sixth grade. Okay, this is wild. Clay, you're going to freak out on this. Clay's (laughs) DJ Clay, Bobby Knight over there on the the board. Think of something more catchy. Um, This this is wild. Okay, when I was in sixth grade, and that was a long time ago, you guys, uh, we stayed at the Gullet's home. It was co-ed. That was kind of crazy. Can yeah. you imagine doing that today? Yeah, would not fly these <laughs> days. James Wright was my Disciple Now leader. Mm-hmm. The material that we used was called Back to the Basics. Mm. The author of Back to the Basics' name is Billy Beecham. Oh, my goodness. Billy Beecham is one of the board members for Passion Ministry. And, Clay, he was at the dinner that we were at the other night. So I see Billy from across the room, and I'm oh like, that guy – so in that material, there was a Billy Graham quote. This is sixth grade. Mm-hmm. The true test of a Christian is how he lives at home. Mm. Bam. I got uh, you right there. A little, little, more, yeah. little more on that. There you go. <laughs> but we, we've got this saying that we throw around a lot, and it's actually John Piper saying that uh, books don't change lives. Sentences do. Mm-hmm. And I think sermons are similar. Sermons don't change lives. Sentences in a sermon does. You know, so it's like, like Disciple Now doesn't change a life, but the sovereign God of the universe might bury a quote in the heart of a mm-hmm. sixth grader. 
that he remembers for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. That's true for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I shared that story as a vision piece for our podcast listeners to say, would you pray today that God would do that in a seventh grade girl's, in an eighth grade girl, you know, in a ninth grade boy's, you know, heart and mind. Um, and then we've got men's retreat coming up. Men's yes. retreat. Are you coming? Yes. Are you? Yes. Yeah. I'm Lo- registered. Love it. <laughs> I think I got a Clay college Bobby guy or two is, coming too. Yes. So. Okay. It's going to be great. Yeah. We're going to Paris Landon. Um, women's retreat is coming. I was about in, to say, what, in, what about us? In August. Listen, <laughs> okay. women's retreat deserves and needs a little more care in the planning. So we, we're setting it in August. So there's mm-hmm. plenty of time it. for the I'll ladies to go. So the guys is just like, where, when, got it. Just be give, there, me, you know? give me land and a fire. Like that's, <laughs> and that's all I need. All right, we're going to, we're going to come back for like five minute rapid fire sermon discussion. So we will be right back. Welcome back. So if you were not at church this past Sunday, Freddie T. preached just an incredible, maybe timely sermon on Psalm 81 about four compelling reasons to listen to God. I think as, obviously as we enter into the new year, just incredible practical lessons and practical steps to help us listen to God. I, Freddie T., I don't know if you had anything off, the, off your head of just highlights from the sermon or, or, or kind of things that stuck out to you, but I know Em and I, I think have a few questions, but didn't know if you had anything to add from your sermon this past Sunday. I, I feel like it's my sweet spot, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I love preaching, kicking off the new year yeah. just to help people dream vision reset. You know, I mean, that's what God's grace is all about, right? Mm-hmm. Like let him pick you back up and get back going, you know, living for his glory. Um, so, uh, and, and then, you know, I mean, it's like, I, Delighting in God, you know, yes. is our mission. Delighting God, discipling others. So, so this idea of listening to God, um, I, I, so we're springboarding the whole series off Psalm thirty-four, where it says, "Taste and see mm-hmm. that the Lord is good." But the Bible uses all these images, our our physical senses, yeah. to describe a spiritual reality, and I love that about God. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's it, it's like God wants to use every little angle He can to convey the same truth of uh, our relationship with him. Um, so I love the book of Psalms. I love the idea of listening to God and being in a relationship with him. So um, this is uh, preaching. This little short series is as sweet mm. as it gets for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of your uh, practical, you had four practical ways to help people listen to God. The first one is decide what, can you unpack that? Like if I'm listening, I'm like, I want to listen to God. Step one, decide what does that kind of process or posture look like? Yeah. I, I think just framing obedience in the most basic way of making a choice, getting people moving. Mm. Um, you know, apathy is a big deal, you know, and there's been a little bit of a movement. I think in like, 
you know, over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, there's been a gospel renewal in mm. the church, which is wonderful, a gospel centeredness. Um, but in every New Testament letter where the New Testament authors are writing about the gospel, the second half of the letter is how to respond to the gospel, mm. right? And so sometimes, sometimes people will think an emphasis on holiness or obedience is legalism. Mm. Well, no, it's just like the most proper response to the gospel. So um, deciding, like, it feels empowering to me. Mm. If someone told me, decide. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like, buried in that one word sentence, decide. Uh, there, there is the implication that it's possible. Yeah. So it, so, 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 in the exhortation itself, it's infused with faith. I think, like, mm. it, like, just if you told me, Freddie, decide to fast next week, mm. like it, 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 it's just calling to me. It's empowering me, even in, even as it comes to me. So, yeah, you know, uh, I want to keep it as simple, as clear as I can, and. Mm. It's been a long time since I just leaned in to the congregation, exhorting them on the reality of their choice. Mm. And when you, you you can do it in an invitational way, but in a way that that act like I think everybody in that moment had to make a decision. Mm. Like they had to make a decision to to decide to listen to him or decide not to, right? Like, like, like it was an invitational but a confrontational moment for everybody that could hear my voice when I said decide. Mm. It was like, oh, it's not think about it. It's yeah. not pray about it. It's not seek counsel about it. It's like, no, decide. Yeah. Well, yeah, so Jesus says in John 14, right, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Yeah. So pretty simple and just like just. Yeah centered on the love yeah. of Christ, yeah. you will keep my commandments if you love me. So yeah. that's that's cool. I like simplify. I, I like that. I don't know, Emma, if you had any questions from, from the sermon. Yeah. Um, well, I think just as a statement on, on that point to decide, I think for me, or I guess for, for anybody, in, in in our faith, I feel like it's always easier to make excuses than mm. actually just do it, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to decide, like, you have to decide for yourself. Like, no one's going to do it for you. Um, so, I don't know. It was just convicting for me to hear because I'm like, there's no way to get around it. You either decide to do it or you decide mm-hmm. not to do it. That determines literally everything. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was, it. that was like a, that was just a really big, point to me it felt big but it should be big like this is this is about a big god this is a big decision and it determines like everything so mm. yeah just just the the fact of the matter of deciding was was like simple but also really really powerful to me but yeah um, that's good yeah i think <clears throat> a question that i had just from the sermon is like how would you answer if someone asks you like what does the voice of God like sound like, <laughs> you know, because I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, for me, especially as, as I was younger too. And even now to this day, I still struggle with it sometimes. I don't know. I think like we always look for that like big move of God mm-hmm. or to like hear an audible voice. And just as humans in general, it's hard when we don't like have, we don't have someone like directly telling us something, you know, 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just mm. like what would what would you say if if someone were looking for the voice of God? Yeah. Mm. I'd say two two things primarily. Um, one, I would say open up a copy of the sacred scriptures. Mm. Read it out loud. Record it on your phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> play it back. That's what God sounds like. Mm. Um, God could have withheld himself from us. But in his love, he revealed himself to us. Mm. Just think about that. Mm. It's it's like when, when you, you know, it's, it's, it's like, Grant, when you were dating Lauren, yeah. you made a choice somewhere in the relationship to make yourself vulnerable to her and to tell her things about yourself, mm-hmm. right? You, And that was an act of love in revealing yourself to Lauren. And, and God has spoken. Mm. God has spoken, and he has spoken through his sacred scriptures. Mm. And so oftentimes people make it too mystical and mm-hmm. too mysterious mm-hmm. and as a result miss the voice of God. Um, so I would say God has spoken. He has spoken a clear word. The, the Bible is clear. The clarity of the message is not always easily attained. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it's like Peter, the Apostle Peter said some of Paul's writings were difficult to understand. It doesn't mean they weren't clear. It just meant it was difficult to get to the clarity. But God is a God of order. He's not a God of confusion. So when he speaks, he speaks clearly. So, so God has spoken. So, so I, w- I would just say start first in the sacred scriptures. Mm-hmm. And if you've not read the whole Bible, then God has said things to you that you've not yet heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so it's like you've got mail. You know, yeah. Yeah. You, I don't know if you'll remember that. What was that? What was that? Was, was the Should movie like called 400 Unread right, right, Emails? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You're like, no one's talking yeah. to me. Right. right. <laughs> so you've got, you've got like, you know, I loved like Valentine's Day. You get all these Valentines. I'd be always yeah. interested, you know, like reading the Valentine, you know, and it's like, it's like you have like in the sacred scripture, it's like this endless like yeah. bucket of Valentines from God, right? Yeah. It's difficult because it, it comes to us in different literary genres. So it takes work to understand the message. Mm-hmm. But so I would start there. I'd start there. And then the next thing I would say is, is is understand that God loves you so much. He wanted to be closer to you than, than your very skin, so he filled you with his Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, his His Holy Spirit will speak to you. And um, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And so the way, the best way to be able to recognize the Holy Spirit's voice is get as familiar with the sacred scriptures mm-hmm. as you can. So... Um, it's you know it's it, it's kind of it's kind of like if if some random person called you today, and you picked up the phone, and you hear their voice, but you haven't talked to this person in like ten years, like it would take you like if you just had to guess who it was by the sound of their voice, you might have trouble. Um, if somebody called you that you talked to the day before, you talked to the day before, and you heard from the day before, and the day before, and the day before, the day before, the day before. The day before then you're going to hear the voice. It's the same way with the Holy Spirit. When you're reading God's word, you're going to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. you got to slow down. The scripture says, be still and know that I'm God. What I've experienced in my life, when I was when I was in high school, there were some lady Sunday school teachers 
that described God's voice as this still small <laughs> voice. I've never heard that before. It always annoyed. <laughs> it always annoyed me. <laughs> yeah. It always annoyed me because it it just felt like like roses and yeah. daisy, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, my God is strong, yeah. you know. And um, but they would just talk about like the still small voice. And as I've grown, what I've discovered, um, sadly, sadly, this 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 has happened a lot in the last seven or eight years. Um, there will be a very, very subtle impression in my mind and heart. It will come through my mind. Mm. I'll consciously entertain the thought. I won't do anything about it. I won't slow down to camp out on it. And, and then it passes. And then something will happen that day or the next day or sometimes within the week where I look back and I go, oh, my goodness, that was God speaking to me. Mm. And so in my experience, the Holy Spirit's voice to me um, has been of late, a very still, small voice. Mm. Um, the Bible says that God is in the heavens and he does as he, as he pleases. So God can speak to his creatures any way he wants, any how he wants. Yeah. Um, you know, so so we don't want to put God in a box, and we don't want to say God only speaks through his word or God only speaks through a still small voice by his spirit. That's I think that's kind of silly. Um, God is not constrained by our ideas of who he is and how he works and how he speaks. Um, however, we we do seem to have uh, a predictable pattern of um, how God normatively speaks. Mm. And I think that that's consistent with his character as well. In other words, it's not just a roll of the dice. Good, it, it, you know, it, The voice of God is not this mystery at the end of a maze. Good luck if, if you find your way to the end of the maze, right? No, he's spoken clearly to us. Um, sometimes God speaks to us in ways that are not his normative way. Mm. And I think it's wise to be open to that and mm. responsive to that. So uh, I don't know if that answered your question. No, what does God sound great. like? No, yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, it really did. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, you know, if people say, well, God's word is boring, I would say, well, you've probably only engaged it with a shallow attempt. Mm. And if you're really eager to hear his voice, Find someone to help you mm-hmm. understand his word. Mm-hmm. Find some resources to help you to understand his word. And, and they're everywhere. Resources yeah. are everywhere to help mm-hmm. you help you understand God's word. We, we are in no lack of resources to help us to understand God's word. Mm-hmm. We're only, we only lack in our desire. Mm-hmm. I wish we had God. video because like we're literally in this room of <laughs> yeah, you know, right. books. Books surrounding <laughs> yeah. us, right? Yeah. I don't know how to read God's Word. It's just like, well. oh, there's some resources around us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if I could add, like I have two examples. One, very quickly, like yes, God's Word. Like getting God's Word, He w- like it's not if and when He will speak to you directly. Like Hebrews, you know, the, the Word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword, and it just pierces the division of bone and marrow. Like, um, and so when you're reading God's Word, I like it's usually from God's Word that I get these, like, if you want to call them impressions mm-hmm. from the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit of, I'm reading in the Psalms, and it says, um, tell of your testimonies to the great congregation. And I'm like, instantly I'm hit, and I'm like, Grant, you have done nothing 
to reach out to your neighbors. Like tell of God's testimonies mm. to the people around you that God has placed mm. in your neighborhood from the scriptures. The scriptures don't innately say that, but I'm just hit by this like conviction of like, dang, Grant, okay. Um, we so that, call that illumination. The Holy yeah. Spirit is illuminating to you not only the not only the meaning of the text, but He's applying it yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah, and so just like the more you spend in God's Word, He will speak and like hit you with those of like, wow, I need to tell people about you because mm-hmm. it says it right here. And and they were they were wrestling with that same thing in ancient Israel, like they were wrestling with the same thing. Um, and then secondly, um, I'm not sure if you touched on it of like God using other people to speak to mm-hmm. us directly, whether it be from a direct verse of the Bible. But I remember back in Jacksonville, I was out at the soccer fields, uh, kind of a prayer, and I was just like feeling maybe discouraged. Like I wanted to do good works for God. I, I was, I think we were con- considering moving back here to Tennessee, and there's just a lot. I was just like, man, Lord, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough? Am I doing blah, blah, blah? And lo and behold, this faithful, basically the elder of our community, faithful guy, just pray. He, I saw he was on his prayer walk in the same, because we all lived in the same neighborhood. And he just makes a beeline for me as I'm like wrestling with God. And he just comes up to me, gives me a huge hug. And he's like, Grant, I love you so much. And then just continues. <laughs> oh, and I was just wrecked. Because I mean, and you can point to a myriad of scriptures that say God loves us. And I was just like, oh. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for that. Yes. So those yes. are my two practical examples, yes. all, all built on the foundation of getting God's word. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, it's, you know, in the Christian experience, Emma, uh, Grant, that was brilliant, beautiful. In the Christian experience, sometimes we can't hear God's voice clearly in our heart because we have so many other noises mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. So practically... It, it's just loud. Mm-hmm. It's loud in our heart because we we have filled our heart with so many other things. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, I, you know, I think that's why things like like church camp and retreats and disciple yeah. nows are so powerfully yeah. effective. It's because in those moments we turn the volume down on some of these other things. You know, mm-hmm. I've <laughs> I've said I'm not going to go like get my hearing checked until I'm 60 years old, <laughs> but Susan would tell you. I'm, there's, I've got some sort of hearing loss, you know. Oh, wow. And um, so it's weird, you know, like if something's going in the kitchen, if somebody's making like a shake or something in the kitchen and somebody's trying to talk to me, like, I, I got nothing, right? Yeah. Mm. Like, you've got to turn that down for me to hear what you're mm. saying. It feels like an old man. <laughs> but but it's the same way with God in that sometimes our life is so filled with other noise, mm. not necessarily sinful things, um, uh, but but just busyness, right? And... um. So sometimes that happens. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, the the Bible says that God wants to test our faith. And that's a concept that a lot of Christians haven't thought about, is that our faith needs to be tested. Mm -hmm. Um, It needs to be tested, it needs to be refined, it needs to be grown, it needs to be purified, it needs to be stretched. Um, So sometimes God will give us an experience of, of not hearing his voice. Um, and, and he's testing our faith to see, are you going to take me at my word in faith, even when you don't experience the impression? So sometimes it's not because we've got the volume up on other things, but God's just doing his great work of, of refining our faith, and he'll give us an experience that goes, okay, 
Okay, the feeling is not present. The impression is not present. The still small voice is not present. Mm. You got black and white words on a page there. Mm. Yeah. Are you going to follow me? Mm. Right? I'm testing your faith. And so I think that's, you know, it, it, I think just an awareness that seasons will come, seasons will go in a Christian's life where they'll experience potentially some of those things. Yeah. I think God can speak through dreams. You know, yeah. uh, it was really, really powerful. The, this uh, JP that spoke at Passion mm-hmm. talking about God speaking through dreams. And I, but I loved the way he made this point is, but are we like, wh- why, why should God have to speak through dreams when we can go and be his messengers? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I, that's what I love what you know, Paul said. He said, he said, like, I am appealing to you on behalf of God. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he said, I am his ambassador. Right. So I love you, uh, Grant. I love what you said about, well, God speaks to people. Mm-hmm. He, he, he speaks. He speaks by his Holy Spirit through his yeah, people, you yeah, know, through yeah. his people. And, yeah, that's consistent with what the apostles mm-hmm. taught. So, love that question. Yeah. This was going to be rapid fire, but we just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but you mentioned eliminate distractions. Yeah. That was one of the yeah. practical points. Mm-hmm. Give us some tips. How can we do that? Even if they're not sinful, mm-hmm. but just busyness, life, parenting, school. Yeah, yeah. I You know, I think asking people close to you mm. Hey, what do you think distracts me from God? Mm. Because oftentimes when you're being distracted, you don't always, it's it, oftentimes it's a blind spot. You don't often know it, it, you know. So asking somebody else, hey, what do you think's distracting me most from, you know, mm. um, Lily, uh, I, I noticed this morning that Lily liked like an Instagram thing early this morning. And, um, and so I had a quick little conversation with mm. her this morning. I was like, hey, why don't you? S- save Instagram till after school. Like they, they know they're not supposed to be on their phones during school. And I just thought, you know, like, like let's not let that be a distraction before school, mm. you know? And she, of course she was like, yeah, that sounds good. You mm-hmm. know? Um, but just, you know, she's a new Instagram user. So it's just shepherding, you know, training her how to mm-hmm. do it. You know? Yeah. Distractions. Gosh. I mean, um, I mean, I think they can be anywhere and everywhere, right? I yeah. mean, the phone is like the most fundamental distraction. Like when people tell me they read their Bible on their phone, I just I'm like, how? Yeah, <laughs> like why? I mean, like I mean, like I get it, but yeah. it's it's like it's like let me dive into water and try not to get wet, mm-hmm. you know? Like let me read my Bible on my phone and try not to be distracted, yeah. you know? I mean, it's just like. And, you know, everybody may not be like me, but, like, my whole world is on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my bank account's on my phone. My work is on my phone. Like, family connections on my, you know, it's like all kinds of stuff's on my phone, you know? So, um, uh, yeah, I I think applying a big dose of common sense helps, Yeah, you know? So, just identify those distractions. Um, it can be sleep, you know? It can be, you know, bad habits that you've put in place, you know? But, yeah. um, I, you know, it's, 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 really, it's really interesting. I heard... Like my kids shared with me some of their small group discussions from students and some of the questions that came up in hearing students process some of the teaching was really, really, really helpful mm. um, because I was like, oh, oh, yeah, wow. You know, it's it's like um, so just some of the practical applications of avoiding distractions for parents with young kids like you and Lauren. It's not easy. Mm. Like, like. <laughs> Why would you call your kid a distraction? They're the biggest gift from God ever, yeah. right? You know, it's like it's like out of the mouths of babes. You know, the Bible mm-hmm. says God will speak, right? You know, so, but it's like, but practically, if you're wanting to quiet your heart and hear from God from His Word, like 
it helps to not have a screaming baby in your ear and lap and crawl, crawl kind of you, yeah right? it yeah helps. just kind a little of, right? bit <laughs> so you know so just like thinking practically okay we might have to do some moving around yeah you know yeah what what any anything jump out for you guys distractions what distracts you guys most 100% my phone right yeah 100% even last night i was i just got like a random conviction of it i was just I was just hanging out before bed, and I was like, and I was just like going back and forth between apps, like, oh, I haven't been on this one in a little bit, but I was on it like 30 minutes ago, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I literally, yeah. in that moment, I was like, I am so tired of this. So I, uh, like on Instagram and the apps I use the most, like I, I set a time limit on it. I was like, I cannot like keep doing this. And I, I actually saw a video a while ago that like I haven't stopped thinking about. It was a video, and it was like, "What if we treated yes, our phone like the Bible?" The Bible, yeah. and it was oh like, our Bible like phone or yes. vice versa. Yeah, 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 yeah. So convicting. Yeah, it was like it was like a pastor sitting on a stool, kind of yes. a big dude. Yeah, I, I saw. I know what video you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. And like when you're about to get in the shower, when you're like in the bathroom, like yeah. stuff like that. It's just like yeah, it's just crazy to think about. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I you know I think every person needs to semi regularly look at. Like their phone usage yes. in like where do you go? You go to somewhere find settings. that yeah, in yeah, settings yeah. and um and then just ask yourself like is this what I want? Mm-hmm. Like is this what I want? But I think most people engage with their phone in a way that they would say is not best, yeah. mm-hmm. is not the healthiest. Um and so it takes some real discipline to put good boundaries and habits in place. So yeah, mm-hmm. distraction eliminate those mm-hmm. distractions. Yeah. 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 Hey, this has been great. Awesome. Anything, anything as we close? Hey, podcast yeah. listeners, thanks for hanging out with us today. It was a long one, but I think, I mean, I think it's Emma, you just, it's so good to have you on the yes. podcast. Yeah. Thanks for joining I us today. It. Will you thank come you. back? I'd love to. All right. All back. right. All right. Well, Grant Louder, Clem Chowder, thank you for investing your time. Mm-hmm. I know you're back to full-time job today and yes, sir. but thank you for investing mm-hmm. in college students here mm-hmm. bobby clay knight thank you for djing this morning <laughs> and um uh until next time keep it real keep it jesus thank you for listening we trust that god is stirring something special in your heart today we hope to see you on sunday very soon keep it real keep it jesus